Hello and welcome to <laughs> Dealer's Choice. Zach, I don't know why you lost it at that. But I, just, I just looked at my notes for this movie and the, <laughs> the first one is going to be like very... I, I'll see if anyone else noticed this. But <laughs> sorry, go into it, go into it. I apologise. So uh, welcome to Dealer's Choice and uh, I'm the dealer this week and thus it is my choice. And I made the boys watch something that I have a feeling neither of them probably enjoyed. I <laughs> Oh, listen, <laughs> I actually really enjoyed this, so oh. uh, we'll just see how we go. <laughs> but um, I made them watch a little uh, modern musical movie called uh, mm-hmm. Once. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll just, um, do you want to do initial impressions or would you like one of you like to describe what the movie is? Yeah, Zach, off it, you man. go. Uh- <laughs> 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 it's immediately passed off to each other. Um, okay, I'll go for it. Uh so in Ireland, I think. Correct. Uh, yes, Ireland. <laughs> there is a struggling forty-something artist, uh, street busker. That's <laughs> probably a bit rude to say forty-something. I think, who meets a uh, a young woman who helps him through a depressing time in his life, and they each help each other. And it's it's essentially an album if it was an entire mu- mu- music video, and that's the movie done. Yeah. Hit the nail on the head there. Anything to add there, Alex? Oh, it's a love story. Yeah. It's it's romance. Yeah. Yeah, I I fell in love with the father too. He was a damn good character. Damn good Hoover. (laughs) 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 Too right. (laughs) That old man. No, um... Uh, can I just say, Morgan, thank you for this movie. This mm. and Cinema Paradiso, this, like, this is exactly why I wanted to do this, because this is exactly what I wanted from it, is weird movies that I'd never heard about, never even thought I'd want to watch, but I've watched and I quite enjoyed. So thanks, Morgan. Yeah, I, I, I was like, I'm like, I, do, I doubt either of them have watched this, but I, I really like it and I think I want mm. them to watch it. So I'm glad you at least felt like you got something out of it. Well, I'll tell you what I got out of it. Uh, that damn song is stuck in my head. The, the main one. Uh, yeah, yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, that's, that's, all, that's all I got. Uh, yeah. That's pretty much what, what <laughs> no, it no, is. No, 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 please keep going. Yeah, thank please you. Going. It's been running around my head uh, all day. <laughs> yeah. Um... I, I had to look up the lyrics because I was singing it all wrong. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I really like this movie. It's mm. So I... It's not my favorite. Like the writer director John Carney has gone on and done better versions of this kind of movie. It's like two of them are my favorites. I mm-hmm. begin again in Sing Street, and I was debating okay. whether to show. And I thought, no, nah, I want to show you his roots, and maybe we'll get to that. But like this is his, like idea. Like this is his purest form. And then the others okay. are a bit more modern and a bit bigger mm-hmm. budget. And I was like, no, nah, this is the one. This is the one that got the love at Sundance. This is the one that like started it all. And it's it's an interesting story, but it's it is like I know you guys. No, I like musicals, so it's a, that's another mm. part. Like this is kind of like a modern day musical, is what a lot of the people are saying about it. And I, I know I just like really nice about it. You see their relationship; it's interesting. But then, like, yeah, yeah and then but at the end, he goes off. It's it's yeah, it's I don't know, beautiful. I think yeah, I don't I'm know. gonna say fuck fuck you for that, Morgan. I, I saw it coming, and I was still like at the very end. I was still sorry. That's that's huge spoilers. I'll leave that. <laughs> <laughs> um, don't touch that. Yeah, just don't go there. <laughs> But yeah, um, it stars so Glenn Hansard as Guy and Marketa Oglova as Girl. They mm-hmm. are the primary um, I've got to cast. Say, um, I like I'm so Morgan. You are a musical person. I'm I'm not. I don't think I have any any like I like music, but I don't think I have any ear for it. I think he's sung amazing. Like he he has he is such a central part of why I think this movie is good. Just because like listening to him sing for me was like really really. Nice. He's and, got uh, raw emotion in his voice. Mm. Yeah, he's good. Well, then it must... wouldn't surprise you that these guys aren't actually actors. They're both musicians by trade. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, no, I must admit, I didn't like his singing at all at the start. I was like, oh, when he was busking, I was really? like, oh, no. I love oh, this that, is not good. That, this is going to be a long one. ride. But it grew on me. And by the end, I really liked it. So, it was sort of like this little journey song. that I went on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> With his oh, music, that's so interesting. Yeah, I love the first song so much, and I didn't like any of the middle ones. <laughs> the opposite journey. Uh, there you go. <laughs> so often happens. I think that's. I'm. I'm similar in that. Like, I think some of the songs are hit, hit or miss, but like yeah. the ones that hit, really hit. Really hit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's good. They're good. Uh, that's and really good. Do you guys have any other thoughts? I want to ask because I feel like 
I remember because I, I, I rewatched it because I'm like, I have to remember it. And I'm like, that opening scene, I'm like, I bet, I bet Zach will love this opening scene with the guy that steals his money. <laughs> that was good. I really did. I was like, this is a very Zach uh, comedy right here. I really, I really liked when he was just like, Daniel, stop that. <laughs> Please, come on. Can you stop stealing from me? I'll just give you money. I love that. That was, yeah, you, you picked that real well, Morgan. I was like, yep, yeah, this is. That's funny, but at the same time, I was like, "What? What the fuck is this about?" Yeah, what is this movie <laughs> about? Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was my thought. I'm like, "This really caters to Zach." I don't know if it caters to me. Uh, we'll just see how we go. Uh, well, that's the thing. It's not wasn't an old Italian man like a cinema in this movie. Like, there's a no, story there, but I, I wouldn't say it's narrative driven. It's no, uh, no not really, not really. It's Stuff more happens. about the relationship I, I, over this I one week. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Is it only one week? Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course it is. Jesus. Well, you're not oh, following the plot. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, no, I was just trying to embrace my emotions. Try that sometime. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, that's really rude. I apologize. I see, I see. It's going to be one yeah. of those. Uh, no. no, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, should not, I shouldn't start like that. <laughs> um, do we want to do likes and dislikes, or is that going to go into spoilers? Should we go into spoilers and do no, likes? No, no, I think I, go spoilers, I think. All right. So... Oh. Would you spoil this around? So recommendations, I would say uh, if you have a partner or you like romances, this is a very good movie for that. Um, if you like musicals, this is pretty damn good songs. Um, if you like just like gentle slice of life movies, this is good for that. This is quite nice. Yeah. This is better than Patterson. So if you are... <laughs> if you wow, are, that's, that's, that's not true. Uh, it most, it most I, definitely I, I, is true. Alex um, Norris is lying. <laughs> So, no, I think it's not a conventional musical, so I don't think you can go in with the sort of the, the idea of sort of the glitz, the dance, that sort of thing. You don't get that I, in this film. It's very stripped back. I would say very I raw. that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would recommend this film. Uh, as I said, it sort of grew on me. The first 15, 20 minutes, I was like, oh, no, this might be good. <laughs> and then it, it grew, and by the end of it, I thought it was so endearing, and yeah. I really liked it by the end of it, yeah. Well, that's what really I, because I watched it, I started watching it before I sent it, before I sent it to you guys as the movie we we're going to watch. And I was like, yeah. oh, is, is this like, are they going to be able to watch it? And I'm like, at the start, I'm like, oh, I don't know. But then it, then it starts to kick off around the middle. I'm like, okay, no, we yes. can, there will be, we can talk about this. I'm hoping they will find, <laughs> they will make it th- that far and find the beauty. Because <laughs> I will never, say there I'm, is some stuff at the start that's a bit rough. I'd love to start this episode with, no, I got 20 minutes in and I turned this off. <laughs> Mog, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about it. I was thinking about it. No, <laughs> no I, I must admit, oh, I've never right. walked out of a film. There's been a very... Point of pride <laughs> for Alex there. Yeah, just a, just a point of that pride. just kind of tells you that every movie he will watch, regardless of whether it's shit. Like, no, no, when I, when, I, when I dedicate myself to watching a film, I will watch all of that film. Unless it's okay. Top Gun, because I fall asleep every time I watch that. But <laughs> other than that, uh, if I don't lose consciousness, I don't leave... Like that—that's—that's that's the rules. I will watch till the end unless I lose consciousness. Fair enough. <laughs> I, uh, and I didn't—I didn't fall asleep in this film. So there you go. <laughs> that's good. But the music's so calm and peaceful, Alex. Oh, Just, I know. I know it really was. I think oh, I've got a new no, ringtone. That's some of it is. Some of it's like quite harsh love. Though. Yeah. Very power love. <laughs> oh yes. Oh yes. So uh. I'm interested. Let's do some likes and dislikes. I've got a. Mm-hmm. I've got one like that is sort of like just just so, the idea. So that's a, that's a firm across the board. Uh, if you can find this movie, go watch it. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's not easy to track down, but if you can find it, uh, yes, uh, it's good. It's worth watching. But yeah, I really like. There's the shots of her just dragging the Hoover around, oh, uh, like a dog. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just dragging it around the street. the street. I just felt that's like that was very endearing and charming to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's something I liked about it. But yeah, if you guys have any likes or dislikes you like, I'll hand over to you. Well, I described Nosh, so you go first with your likes. Go nuts. Um, I liked a lot about this film. Uh, I I liked how blunt she was to begin with. Uh, how sort of matter of fact. And everything. I, I like that. I like the characterization um, of her in particular. Uh, I liked the guy in the recording studio who thought they were all just a bunch of kooks and yeah. then suddenly is throwing frisbees around with them in like 10 minutes. <laughs> he was a fun <laughs> character. He was like, oh, I'm stuck with these guys. And then he hears their music. He's like, actually, this is, I, I was um, too quick to judge. Alex. Alex, that was a whole weekend. Are you not following the plot? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, 10 minutes, 10 minutes. That's all it took. Uh, <laughs> Um, 
I really liked that scene in the music store where she's playing the piano and playing the piano for him and they sing that song together. That was when I was like, no, I'm fully invested now in this film. That was the <laughs> turning point in that film. I was like, nah, this is good. I like this now. Um, yeah, that was a three. Cool. Um, I really liked the, the house she lived in. Um, I was going to say, like, this this absolutely felt like a movie that was held back by its budget. Like, it, it felt like, as, as, as I've said before, I've not studied film, but it definitely felt like there was talent that was held back by its budget a lot. A lot of the camera work seemed like they could have they could have used a better camera in so many different situations and it was it was just that it was just like the it wasn't like a detractor on them it was just the fact that they didn't have enough money to shoot it how they wanted it and like at the start of the movie there's like three characters and it felt like there's a lot of scenes in there where you could have had more characters but they couldn't afford more actors to come in and that's again it's fine like this this movie is still pretty excellent um it overcomes those and and i will say about halfway through i felt like a lot of that uh i'm not gonna say cheapness but um (laughs) no because it's not that uh, they they use a lot of that uh grittiness to their advantage because a lot of those a lot of the scenes towards the middle of the film feel really really warm and as you said norish endearing Mm. because they feel like home video sometimes they feel like they're just like a bunch of people sitting down and watching stuff which is really nice um something i liked in particular was uh her family life where those people, her neighbours come around and watch TV with her. Her mother. Like, uh, her mother. Her mother. Like, great. come on. <laughs> Mother's great. I, lo- uh, um, I liked how her kid, I like they kept showing, they ch- kept trying to show that her kid and the guy get along, but they could never show a scene where the kid and the guy were <laughs> <laughs> like actually interacting. <laughs> I was like, that's very funny. But I, I loved it, neighbours. I loved like the little slice of like Czech life that they'd carved out in like Dublin. I, I like that a lot. Um, I thought their relationship felt really really genuine which was really mm. nice for the whole, it, it lends like a lot of emotion to a lot of the different scenes and it felt really really good it was a bit it was an yeah. endearing relationship as well like it was just like mm. like yeah. commonality like they met on the streets commonality just and then but then it kind of built and then he rushed it but still like, it it was weird yeah. it seemed very real and human yeah, look okay <laughs> he rushed it but at the same time she followed him home for like three hours Went up to his... I don't know. Like, I'm not saying... Zach, uh, you're getting very close there. Like, <laughs> uh, back right up. I, I was shocked that she was shocked that, about what he said. Like, she was like, oh my God, I can't believe you said that. When she's sitting in his bedroom at like nine o'clock at night. Like, it's, it's fair to be like... I, I don't I don't know what time you go to bed, Zach. Surprised. God, like nine? <laughs> <laughs> Alex, if you were sitting in your bedroom with a strange man who sung it... Sung it <laughs> You'd want some. <laughs> You'd forget it. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay. Um, but at the same, like, she didn't, like, um, I think it's fair to be, like, offended that he was like, do you want to fuck? But it's not fair to be shocked, I don't think. But was it shock or was it just offense? I felt like it was shock. I felt like she was like, oh, my God, I can't believe you'd ask me that, mm. which was shock. Yeah, whatever. It's still pretty excellent. It felt, it felt real. Yeah. Like the relationship felt real, um, much more so than Patterson. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> well. Alex, my movie uh, doesn't doesn't give you the opportunity to take digs at Zach's movie. <laughs> I don't understand it. Like I I, 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 I don't know. I don't, did I did I shit on Cinema Paradiso? No, no, you didn't. No, no, no. I just I just feel a real hatred towards that Patterson. So uh... <laughs> That I haven't got out of my system. It's been it's been so long. So I've now cleared it. We're done. Um, <laughs> the other side of the world, you can't get away from Patterson. <laughs> <laughs> Very funny. Right. Anything anything that we didn't like? Oh my god! Yeah, I have a big note here. I don't know if you guys noticed this. Hmm. There's a scene where she goes down to get batteries, <laughs> and on the street. There are cars parked backwards. Uh, and it shut me up the wall. I didn't even notice. I didn't notice this. <laughs> I kept seeing all these cars, and there were cars, like, parked front ways, but then there were some cars in between these cars that were parked the other way. And I was like, if I lived on that street, I'd be writing letters to the council every single day. And you know what's, what's the most day. annoying part about that? It's just a real street, so people are actually oh, doing that. <laughs> This is not a track of the movie. This is just me being mad at people because they're idiots. 
It's not it's some true. stupid set director. It's literally just the people living in that street. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was something? No, I was thinking this would actually be a better show than a movie. I, I, I thought. I, I thought, like, if this was, like, a TV show that came out around the same time as, like, six parts, I would have... I think I'd have liked that more. And I, I felt like that... Mm. In my mind, that seems like it'd have more staying power than the movie. Because, as I said, like, if I'd watched this movie again, I'd, I'd just see all these these parts where, like, you could have done with a bigger budget. But if it was a TV show, I feel like that could have been forgiven. I don't know. Well, uh, funny you should say that, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this would, yeah. No, um, John, John Carney, I don't know if any of you saw the ads for a TV show called Modern Love. That um, I think so, yeah. Yeah, it not. came out last year. We've been trying to get a hold yeah. of it. It's very hard to get a hold of. Mm. Um, but it's ba- it was based on a New York Times column that explores relationships, love, and the human connection. John Carney, the director and writer of this, was a director and writer on that show. So that I haven't seen it, but that might be a further exploration right. of this sort of story that he likes to tell, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. But he, yeah, he's, he's done it and maybe he always wanted to do it and he went and did it last year. So that's, that's very interesting. Yeah. Okay. It's on Amazon. Oh, very interesting. I'm not, I'm not going to be buying a prime subscription just for that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's just me. Uh, I like this film, but I don't know if it's the 1295 or whatever it is for Amazon prime. It's just six ninety nine, and you also get the boys, Norwich. The boys. Oh. <laughs> I can say is I take my Amazon money and run. <laughs> <laughs> no, there you go. Take it. Take it. Uh, no. Uh, Morgan, anything you didn't particularly like? I, I don't like, and like I know it's like I just feel like some of the. They take more care with some shots than others. Which yeah. is like, I know that like they were limited with what they had, but like some of the shots when they're riding the motorcycle, for example, there's some beautiful shots there, some good dialogue, mm. but then there's just, I get, and I know the reason for this now that I think about it, but like some of the street shots are very, very like bad. And I, I know that's because um, they didn't get permits to record on the street. So they shot a lot of, a lot of them with a telescopic lens from further away to also, and the actors also didn't like that because they're not actors. They preferred that it allowed their interactions to seem more real. So there's like more yeah, these no. like multiple reasons why the stuff I didn't like is there, and it's like I get it, but also like, man, it sucks. Yes, yes. I think I think we're all in agreement about that. I just I thought it lent a sort of truth to it. I guess sort of like this sort of grittiness to the film. Yeah. So it sort of felt truer in the sense that oh, you see the camera shake, and there was one shot where they were going up to her apartment up the stairs. Yeah. And it, like you see, there's no traditional lighting. Like they go into the darkness and then pop out at the. Yeah. And I was just that like. That felt really warm to me. Like yeah, the whole just... house, it felt really like genuine and it felt like an actual home. Yeah. Mm. I, I completely agree with you. Like that that felt like the for half of the movie, I was. For the first half of the movie, I was like, if they'd been given, you know, a couple extra. Like a bit more money, they could have made what they wanted to make. And then it hit that halfway mark and it's like, oh, but this is actually. Je- making it more uh nice making it far easier to like these people because it yeah. genuinely seems like they're living the best life they can or they're living in these genuinely uh not typical situations and i like mm. it yeah and i don't i don't think the film works if you have some uh sort of more glitzy production values i think i just think that it there's something so well something so small about the story in the sense that it's just pretty much between these two characters really sort of narrow in its focus and if you have this sort of i don't know if the production values are much more i don't know if it would work as well i i think i'd agree with you if you went over the top on the production value like when i heard that this became a musical i was a bit i don't think i'd want to see the musicals i know musicals are about well maybe they're not all about this but to my mind musicals are about glitz glamour that wow factor and just seeing the big you know yeah that big chorus moment where the whole cast is on stage, you see the big set, you see the lights and the glamour. And this movie's not that at all. It's, as you said, yeah, it's very focused on these two people and it's mm. very nice about it. And it, it, it's 100% trying to communicate a genuine real relationship between yeah. two people. Um, and I don't know that that would translate on a musical stage, but at the same time, I've not seen it. So maybe, maybe it's excellent, but I've, um, I've heard I, very I good know things. that I'd like to see it. It's, yeah. it's very similar to... Um, come from a way I've heard in which it's a small cast all play the instruments are live on stage 
and oh, it's more in, it's more okay. intimate. So I think I haven't haven't seen it, and it's like I would be worried, but I think they managed to translate it pretty well from what I've heard. But yeah, that mean I, I imagine it probably wasn't a Broadway musical. It might have been off Broadway, which means it's mm. smaller and probably I, more likely. This to be was the only thing I wrote about it. It was Broadway, and then it moved off Broadway for after I think about nine months. I, maybe I'm wrong about that. Yeah, but that's the only thing I read was that it just just moved off, but it got a lot of good reviews, and it said it did quite well. I think but off Broadway is better like for this kind of feel. Like yeah, yeah. but yeah, um. This one of the, one of the reasons I love this movie is there's just so much interesting story and trivia behind it, and um, why don't you guys keep oh, yeah. mentioning like Hit the, me. the budget and stuff? So I just want to talk a bit about the budget, yeah, um, or just like so just some general stuff. But so they filmed Wait, on two digital sorry, camcorders. Before... Oh damn it! I was gonna get. I was gonna, I was gonna guess. <laughs> yeah, they had like two. Digital... It, it, uh, I oh, no god sorry. <laughs> but yeah, they filmed on like two digital camcorders. Uh, seventeen d- shot in seventeen days. Budget of a uh, hundred thousand euros. It was originally intended for Cillian Murphy uh, to be the main role. To be the lead. Peaky Blinders fame. Can he see? Oh. And um, he turned it down because he was unsure about acting opposite a non-professional like Marketa Glover, who was 17 at the time. And also okay. because he wasn't convinced his singing would do justice to Glenn Hansard's songs. Yeah. So when yeah. he pulled out, most of the money went with him. But yeah, also I d- oh, she was 17. Marketa, she had to Wait, get... sorry. What? Cillian Murphy back then? Yeah, yeah, in back in like 2007, 2007? just after Batman Begins in 2005, yeah. so he would have been. Is he that like okay? Even with Batman Begins, is he that much? He's of still a, a named character? actor as opposed to yeah, a musician. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. So that's a lot of money gone. But yeah, and also she yeah. was the the actress marketer or the musician was 17 at the time. She had to get permission from school to have the time off to do this movie. <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> Wow, there you go. Okay. But um, it also so with money wise, it spent years of development. Uh, spent years in development in the Irish Film Board. Um, mm. and during a time like six months where they had no chief executive director, they kind of snuck it through as long as they only made it for a hundred and fifty thousand euros. <laughs> so they had like there was like six months. There was no one in charge. They're like, get it. Some some guy was like, just do it. But you can only do it for this much money. So it's like, it's just got all these like yeah interesting stuff like <laughs> why it doesn't have any money and like. But it's like Get it done. this movie wouldn't. I feel like this movie wouldn't have been good with someone like Cillian Murphy. Like it's no. cool that the musician who wrote the music is playing the main character. Yeah, it's just interesting. And his mm. band is the band that they find on the street. That's the oh, really? musician's oh. band. And oh, the director cool. and writer was previously a member of that band when he was younger. <laughs> like, it's all just super interesting. Uh, Steven Spielberg uh, said. Uh, a little movie called Once gave him enough inspiration to last the rest of the year uh, after he go. saw this film. He's a big fan of this, this film. This is 2007. This was after Steven Spielberg had peaked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah? What was the movie that he released after 2007 that was better than, like, E.T. or Jurassic Park? Bridget Spies? <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Yeah, Bob Dylan was such a big fan that he arranged for the two leads to open for him as part of his world tour. Like Bob Dylan. Yeah. Did you say? There's oh. just so many big names that like <laughs> I'm surprised they've even seen this yeah. movie. Like people love it. And uh also the um the writer John, the director director John Carney wrote the outline for the film in five minutes in a Dublin cafe in two thousand and four when he was missing his girlfriend who had taken an acting job in London. <laughs> Aww. There's just Zach, so many Zach, nice where's your five-minute movie? <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot more drinking in that movie. <laughs> oh, man. I love that trivia, Morgan. I really do. That's yeah. really good. There's heaps of good trivia. Like, they all the shots, all the ha- locations they use are friends' houses, all the lighting's oh. natural lighting. This, the, all their all the a- other actors are like friends. Like the when they go to his house or the friend's house, and all the singers are there. The first yeah. singer, the woman, is his mum. Like, but it's just a bit all pitchy, like... but uh, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just all like such like yeah. We threw we wanted it's kind of like just out of film school. Like we just threw it together with what we had. Oh, yeah, that was and the other cool. thing. Yeah, this a hundred percent felt like a student film to me. Like I was watching the first half of this going. 
Okay, what does the vacuum cleaner mean? Because they've got to have a meaning for the vacuum cleaner because otherwise they're not getting that A. <laughs> they're not getting that A in film class. I don't understand. Sucks and, up the dirt of their, the scourge of their previous lives, Zach. Come on. There it is. Yep, uh, 100%. 100%. That's what, that's and because it's broken, uh, the scourge is still there. And uh, it's fixed for a little bit when they find each other. But then because they have to go their separate ways at the end, the vacuum cleaner is again broken. <laughs> Bam! <laughs> oh man, it is strange because I think about the first like twenty minutes of this movie, and they seem so different to the last portion of this movie. Mm. Which it's yeah, it feels like a complete story. It feels like those characters are fully focused. I wouldn't be shocked if they shot the first part of this film last because it definitely felt like they like the scene on the street where they're just like zooming in on him and they're running up to him. And there's no one around definitely feels like they didn't have a lot of takes for that not to say he did a bad job but it just it just felt so gorilla you know what i mean yeah mm. they, they they nailed it with what they had but it thinking back on it it feels different to the rest of the movie like especially the scene on the motorbike when they're going through the scene through the airport yeah um the last couple of scenes of the movie uh with with the piano and, and the scene in the studio which i suppose that's not actually that hard because you know you just have to lock six people in a studio and film them for a bit yeah that's fair but yeah, it, and and I say all this, uh, I, I I say all this, but I I I don't want this to reflect badly on the movie. As I said, like this is like genuine talent in filmmaking. I I think that he's held back by the lack of budget, which I can't think of many movies that are like this. That I can think because generally, I, I I think of like a lack of budget generally makes movies better because people art from adversity and all that. People generally do better, but in this case, I don't think they had enough to to make the movie they wanted but it still is pretty excellent sorry no she on no i just i just disagree with that i think i think it was uh, i don't yeah as i said i don't think it would be better because of more time or more fancy cameras or anything like that the gorilla aspect that you were talking about before is is what uh, is part of what makes the film so charming and disarming as an audience i think i i don't yeah, I don't agree with the fact that it would be sort of ham. It's hamstrung in that fashion, regardless of what actual difficulties happened in order to get the film made. Mm. Yeah, I just think that it's an intrinsic part of the film. Um, but yeah, when you're talking about some nice shots, obviously because of the limited budget, they did have to select which shots would have the most power. And I get, I get what you're saying. Like that last shot of the film, which is so obviously a crane shot, comes out of the window where she's playing the piano and then pans out into the park. Like, that's the money shot, yeah? That, that yeah. I think that's what they spent majority of their money on. I was reading this more to the back. That last crane shot was, like, a big deal for, like, the ending of the movie and, like, the, they were going to spend more money on that and cut back on everything else so they could get that shot and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so you really have to, yeah, pick which moment. And so it's all this sort of leading up to that moment, yeah? Yeah. I also think they do well with other simple moments, like when the entire yeah. band pile in that like music producer's car oh. and drive. Like there's like two guys sitting in the boot, just back to it's. It's just so nice and simple, and they I go really to the like, I love that so much. He's like the the hotshot producer, and he's got that shitty beat. <laughs> I also love the idea that they were like, we just spent the whole weekend recording so this, much. and it's like, oh, we listened to it on the nice speakers, but it's like, no, we need it. Let, let's go do another test. We'll we'll play it in the car and see how it sounds. Like that's like <laughs> commitment to your art. Like, like uh, we, we 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 it sounds good on speakers, but what's it going to sound like to everyone else? It's so like, like I I, was, I, I think I that's say. real, but I don't like would that would people do that normally? I don't think so. Like, I was going to say that felt really genuine to me. Like that whole sequence within the music group that felt like someone like John Carney. It felt like he has spent time in that 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 booth recording, and he has spent time in that world, so he knows it so intimately. I don't know that I can point to any particular moment about it, but that whole sequence where they're recording over the weekend, it Jeff definitely felt like that was a snapshot of what it's like if you've got a band that really gels and has a good sound and sits there for, you know, 48 hours and they genuinely put the entire time into trying to make good music. That 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 felt that that added so mm. much to uh, the the um the warm nature of this movie for me. Yeah, yeah, and the fact that they ended up at the beach too at the end, and it's like no, it's the most sort of like uh beautiful yeah. location of the whole of the I whole film like I it wasn't stop thinking 
Yeah, go on. No. I couldn't stop thinking about that South Park episode where South uh, Cartman starts the Christian band and he takes the photo where they're on the beach (laughs) for the album cover. (laughs) It's like, of course they go to a beach. Oh, no. Yeah. Good movie. After all that, there's still like one question the movie asks that I still just don't know the answer to. And that is, why do you think there's no blonde priests? (laughs) (laughs) That was a weird little, like, incorrect. Uh, Is it? I can't think of any blonde priests. I don't think I've ever had a blonde priest. Do you know? Morgan, do you have an exhaustive list of priests? I went to a cath- I went to a Catholic primary school. I went to a Catholic yeah. high school. Okay, all right. To counter that, Catholic primary schools are not known for their like laundry list of priests. And they're, they're in Ireland, and they haven't seen priest. a blonde priest. Like, <laughs> it's something I think we need to investigate. Um, we will... So, if you have a blonde priest, uh, can you please send us, call send us the pictures show? of blonde priests? <laughs> <laughs> I actually have a movie that can answer this question. It's 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 uh it's called the no no it's not called the Globe. It's called Spotlight. So let's just watch Spotlight. Okay, <laughs> and we'll find the answer. This no, she blonde? Just, no. <laughs> I was going to say I don't think so. It's <laughs> the first movie that came to my mind about priests. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> weird because I could. I think I could think of blonde nuns, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, we've all seen Sound of Music, but like, come on. Uh, <laughs> have I seen Sound of Music? Maybe, I wouldn't probably. surprise me if you haven't, to be honest. Oh my god, it's not your cup of tea, Zach. It goes, it goes, it goes for three and a half hours. So uh, it'll be uh, the oh, next one we it's watch. Clearly, a good, a good waste of my time. <laughs> but yeah, um. We've all already recommended that if you can find it, get a copy, go check this movie yeah. out. He has, so Begin Again in 2013 and Sing Street in 2016 okay. are other two of his movies uh, that they're easy, more available. One's on Stan, one's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I, I may get around to showing them on here. I may not, but they are, I, I like them both a lot more. Begin Again has Kira Knightley and Mark Ruffalo in it. It's about, oh. a, about it's about they film like a whole album using street sound. It's very interesting. And then Sing Street's about um, a bunch of uh, Irish kids in the 90s and one of them starts a band to impress a girl and they end up becoming a band. They're both very charming stories and I think they're just... And if, This is where he began and these are they're like evolutions. So definitely yeah. worth checking out if uh, we don't get around to it watching on this podcast. And if you lo- maybe watch them and then if you want to see where his roots began, then try and track down once because they are much more accessible, obviously. Mm. So now we'll uh, maybe move on to the show that, uh, what have you guys been watching lately? Have you been watching a lot because there's not a lot going on? What are you, what are you watching? <laughs> um, I watched Chicken Run last night. I'm oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> How does Talk that hold up to Polly. Patterson? <laughs> it's so much better than Patterson. Saw- a factoid about Chicken Run like two days ago that was like, Zach Braff stars in Chicken Run. And I was like, oh my God. He does. <laughs> For some reason, I had not connected that Zach Braff was the main voice in Chicken Run ever in my life. Sorry, God. No, I hadn't seen this film in many, many years. I remember liking it as a kid, and I watched it again, and there were all these jokes that I finally got and all these references to other movies, and I'm like, ah, oh, I see what you're doing. You're doing the Indiana Jones, uh, you know, Temple of the Doom. Uh, Temple of Doom. Temple of the Doom. Uh, Temple of the Doom, uh, Temple of Doom, uh, you know, all sorts of different references there. I was like, ah, I really like that. And I was laughing and laughing and laughing. Um, but other than that, I started uh, Ozark. Ah, I keep seeing that. Ozark's really mm. solid. Um, yeah. Breaking, I quite... Different spin on Breaking Bad. I really like it, yeah. Yeah, it's a different spin. Uh, and Jason Bateman, he sort of surprises me. Uh, like, I just, I think of him, I think of like Arrested Development, him <laughs> sort of being that pathetic uh, Michael Bluth, and it's sort of like, well, no, he's not that. So they That's shake good. that pretty early on. I'm at a point where I'm like, oh, do I start Ozark or do I start Narcos? Like, which one? <laughs> oh, finish Breaking Bad. Both. Narcos is so fucking Yeah, so exactly. Narcos, Narcos is like a, oh, so fucking amazing. <laughs> but no, Ozark's excellent. He direct, Jason Payton directs it or he's... He directs like, some, pro- yeah. Yeah, some of it, yeah. He's, mm. he's, I know he's one of the creative forces behind that because I think he mm. won an award for best director in the last like Emmys maybe oh, oh. I know I know he won an award recently for that show but yeah Laura Linney so good oh yeah is it so Laura good oh, yeah she's so Lenny, fucking yeah. amazing 
Like, uh, she's gotten onto the Skylar factor where I hated her immediately. She was just instantly like, mm. they're, they're both so smart. Like, I love that so much. They're both so smart about everything that goes on in that show. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. Mm. And the kids don't annoy me. So this is good. <laughs> kids, <laughs> the kids aren't just like shitty, annoying kids. The kids are like trying their, like Absolute even best. family is trying to figure out the situation. And it's yes. so brilliant because they each come up with different solutions and some of them are really wrong. Something that's oh, good. It's a good show. Morgan, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Narcos or Ozark is a tough juggle. <laughs> I would say both, but if you've I'll got just do time, both. I'll, I'll alternate an episode move. of each. That won't get confusing. <laughs> it's, the good, it's the good moves. Where's Jason Bateman? Wasn't he spoken? No. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. Jason Bateman's not Pablo Escobar. What? <laughs> it's all connected. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what are you guys watching? Fuck, I don't know that I've watched. I keep trying to watch uh, the platform, and I keep forgetting to watch the platform. <laughs> like last night, I watched once instead of the platform, and I should fucking watch the platform. I watched the platform the other night. <sighs> it, it seems like a movie that is so made for me, and I want to watch it so much. It's a new Netflix movie, Alex. Beginning to watch. Oh, okay. It. It's, it's not a. It's not a Netflix movie. Well, sorry, it is. It's on Netflix, and I think Netflix have bought it. But it was originally just like a Sundance movie. It's a like a Spanish movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's about this prison that's like three hundred levels tall, and every level has a different prisoner. And there's a platform that goes from the top to the bottom, and it has a bunch of food. And if Mm. you're at the top, you have your selection of food, so you can have whatever you want. But as it keeps going down, you have less and less food to choose from, and eventually you just get the scraps, and then eventually you just get, like, literal shit. And so the challenge is to try and climb up the platform to get better food. And that's the I'm, that's the premise. I'm getting I'm getting some Snowpiercer sort of <laughs> vibes. Couldn't they just make it's, them all eat bugs? Uh, uh, like? There is. It's not as. I don't think it's as sound as as, as obvious as Snowpiercer. Uh, there's a couple of mixed messages in there when I watched it, and I was like, okay. "What are you trying to say?" And then they'll go and chase say something different. I'm like, "But you didn't clarify what you were trying to say last, and now you, all right, you're changing again." And then it got to the end, and I was like. Okay, so you're trying to say this, or are you trying to say like legit? They get to like this towards the end. There's like three different things where it's like this is the message, and then they're like, oh no, this is the message, and it's like, no, 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 this is the message, and we don't need you anymore. And it's like, I'm like, what, 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 what is, what is the message, and what does the message <laughs> mean? You're getting like, some whiplash, just... are you? Uh, no. <laughs> my my impression. I want to hear what Zach. I think Zach should watch. It. I want to hear what Zach has to say about it because it's good. It's well made. It's really some of the dialogue and the acting's very good. Just um, yeah, some of the <laughs> themes. I'm just like, oh, too many. I got I got the impression this was just the ne- next like horror gimmick movie like Saw, uh, where it's just like you know, oh, these specific characters trapped in a situation and they have to get out, and these are the parameters. That's that's what I got from it. It's, it's like, better uh, than that. It's a bit more in the woods or something. Yeah, yeah. Is it yeah. is it better that, than? That's Bird why Box? I was. Ex- I haven't seen. Oh, did I watch Bird? I did watch Bird Box. <laughs> no, no, setting the pole vaulting bar at 0.2 meters off the ground. <laughs> Bird Box. I think I watched half of Bird Box and I was like, I'm, I'm piecing out. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh man, I've watched a lot of movies in the last week. Jesus. <laughs> See, I've just been on like YouTube. I, like, I've just been watching like streamers and shit. I should probably watch more movies, but it's. No, I'll commit to this week. I'll watch more movies. We're, we're staying at home. I can do that. <laughs> watch shows and movies and all that shit. I'll do that. I, I did. Uh, I think I finished Tiger King. That was really kind of oh, sad. Yes. But but you're getting another episode next week. So oh, there you go. Is it some sort of reunion show or what the hell's going on? I don't know. That? I don't know. I think it's more about Jeff Lowe, but I'm not sure. Well, that guy has a lot to answer for. But uh... <laughs> yeah, his his clothes it... being culprit number one. <laughs> It, it, it left me with the same kind of like a sad feeling that uh, Making a Murderer did. Where like I remember when Making a Murderer came out and everyone was real buzzed on it and everyone was like, oh my god, it's so brutal to find out that you know people can just set someone up. And I don't know if you got this, Norwich, but I, I was watching this going, watching that show, going, that's just like that's just how. And I'm sorry to anyone who's listening to this who's offended by this, but that's just how the American justice system is. They they have a fucked system. Like I was watching that show being really depressed because it was like, yeah, that's not a unique story. That, that happens so often, all the time, and it's really sad, and it's really, it's nice that people are paying attention to it, but it, it's just going to keep fucking happening, and I, I, I didn't feel the exact same with Tiger King, but I definitely thought, it's nice that people are paying attention to, like, the animal rights world, but they're not doing it because they want tigers to have a better life, they're doing it because these people are fucking nutcases. 
Yes. And, and they're so interesting to watch. Uh, and, and I don't know that there are going to be many Tiger Lives that are going to be better off because of this show. Um, it's mm. fantastic TV. It's brilliant TV. But other than that, I don't know. Well, it's like, it's it's only meant to be good TV. That's what Netflix is doing. Like, I was listening to, I yeah. think, Dude Soup podcast, and they were saying that they they tell these documentaries, but they've perfected the idea of, like, a narrative throughout a documentary. Yeah. And it's 100%. and it's, like, less of a documentary is more of this narrative and the best way to tell this story using the documentary yeah. format. And that's why mm. everyone's, like, hooked on this sort of stuff because they're very, they're very good at doing that, Netflix. I uh, actually went back and watched the uh, Louis Thoreau uh, documentary on... Joe Exotic, he did it about five or so years before Tiger King, and so oh, yeah, really? that was a really interesting sort of counterbalance. Like it wasn't sort of very you know dramatized; it was just very stripped back. And he was looking more at the animal justice side of thing, which I thought got a bit lost in Tiger King with all the craziness that happened. 100%. But um, yes, do we all think that he burnt down his uh, shed deliberately with all the footage? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I think I think he did. I think he's a bit uh, yeah. I think like it comes it definitely comes across that he is concerned with his image and that is something that he would potentially do if his image was gonna be an issue. Yes. It's it's part of like that, that really interesting like study of people, which I, I always find interesting, is like those charismatic people who become leaders of small groups and those small groups kind of become indoctrinated. It doesn't really matter what the leader does. They can literally get away with anything because they can just turn around and say, oh, I didn't do that. And their group is so indoctrinated. They can say, yeah, that's true. Like uh, that guy, Doc, what's his name? in? Uh... Oh, oh Vagabond. Bhagavan. Yeah, Bhagavan. Doc Antle. Oh. Bhagavan, Doc Yeah, Doc he, needs, he, he needs to be, there needs to be some serious investigation there. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm getting not major cult vibes. Yeah, it's very yeah, culty. Yes, just... uh, uh, a hundred percent, but he's a charming man who knows how to be a showman and he's never going to get stopped. Like The man has I a like, ponytail. Yeah. That's like warning sign number one, isn't it? A hundred percent. I'm excited to see the next... I know that season two of... I don't know if you guys ever watched the other... Like, There's a Netflix documentary called... I think it's Bad Money or dirty money or something and they mm. just take a look every episode's like a different look at a different like company that's done like bad shit or something i know first season looked at um uh bmw because they were tricking the uh, fuel efficiency tests in all oh, of europe yeah. and america and it was really like second season and that came out and it was pretty interesting but watching that i definitely felt that that huge like bias where yeah a documentary made for narrative doesn't really tell the story and i, and I think that's a the whole story a, anyway yeah exactly. the whole story there's, there's a yeah. whole bunch of different like documentary styles out there like documentary film is really really in-depth and i'm sure you two could go on about this but like it's a really in-depth form of cinema that has a whole bunch of styles uh, attributed to it dating back all the way to the 60s or even further i i, I assume and, and it's really a shame, I think, that like these Netflix documentaries that come out that are the big showcases for it, they don't really paint the texture of what documentaries can do to, to inform hmm. you about these like little stories that they generally are about or the, the worlds that they try to investigate. Because there are a lot of documentarians who do try to do that fly-on-the-wall thing or they try to present both sides or they try to investigate the actual subject of the matter and they try to get to the heart of the issue rather than try to tell the story. And they're all pretty interesting things. Like documentaries, super fascinating. But Tiger King is still really good to watch. So it's I still I, entertaining. I don't know where I come on that. It's super. <laughs> oh my super god! Yes. It's oh my god! So I don't know. Don't that that one on scene. That. that one scene where Carol. Oh, this is very big spoilers. Uh, talks about sardine oil. And if you really <laughs> wanted the tiger to eat someone, you just drench them in sardine oil. I was like, oof, oof. Oh my god! Okay. No, I had to, I had to, I just, I had to pause it and just sort of hold my head in my hands and just like, I see, I see. <laughs> the biggest, the biggest factor for me, but like, okay, I, I know that there are other tellings of this story that don't paint her in the terrible light that this documentary kind of paints her in. Mm. The biggest thing for me that points to her guilt is her actions after he disappears, which is he, she immediately goes for the will. Mm. I don't think you immediately go for the will if you think someone's missing. And the will suddenly has disappearance in the in the yeah. course there, and it's like it that's not normal. Disappearance, biggest factor for me. And 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 to be fair, I've not like listened to those podcasts and that Louis Thoreau documentary, which might paint it in a different light. But that's fucking damning. That's that's like you do not do that 
unless you're guilty to my mind (laughs) or unless you have a fucking terrible relationship with a family and you think I'm going to get nothing in which case you're a horrible person like yeah I don't think she's anywhere near as good as she is painted as by her followers and her tiger-esque community and sanctuary and shit yeah Uh, it throws the whole world into like this is so fucked (laughs) Good show, though. <laughs> it is a good show. Definitely worth watching. I think everyone in the world's watched it at this point. <laughs> I think so, yes. And if you haven't, uh, get on board, please. Yeah. Uh, you know. yeah, it's good. It's fun. It's so fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird what happens. in, in And it just gets weirder together. and weirder and weirder. It's just like twist after twist. Yep. 100%. Mm-hmm. You couldn't yeah. write something like that. It's just like it's just like it'd be too implausible, and then you just and you're watching it unfold, and you're just like, "Yeah, it's perfect binge people, TV." Yeah, people are fucked. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I don't know. Um, I think I, I watched through True. I think I said this last time. I probably said this last time. I watched through True Detective season one and three again because I, I can't do season two again. <laughs> <laughs> but True Detective Season 1 is still so ridiculously solid as a show. And Season 3 is pretty fucking excellent. Um, that's got... Mich- oh, God, I never get his name right. But Mashallah Ali? Mahershala Ali. Mahershala Ali, yeah. Thank you, yeah, he's he, he's in Season 3 and that's such a fucking good... I don't know if you guys have... Norwich, I, I assume you've watched True Detective. Mm. No, no, I haven't, no. Oh, you'd, you'd love that. Morgan... <laughs> I'm not sure. Have you? <laughs> uh, I tried watching season one when it came out and I wasn't into it, but I think now I'd be way more into it than I was at the time. Well, look, I tell you what, uh, I gave you boys both access to that YouTube thing. It's there. Go fucking Ooh. watch it. It's it's top shit. I'll, I'll tell you that. It's it's like eight episodes in each season, a couple of hours, so maybe you can watch the whole thing in a day. Fucking excellent. Good show. Go watch it. And it is it is the long Easter weekend, so it is. Yeah, you know, happy in isolation, it's like oh, I got I got nothing else to do. Just, uh, just gorge on chocolate and watch True Detective. <laughs> I've done enough of that gorging, so uh, maybe yeah, I just tick. Um, we'll go watch True Detective. Yes. Yeah, I've been watching many TV shows, but in like the last, so I watched the platform. I watched on the basis of sex, which was uh, yeah, yeah, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Very in, enjoyable. Don't I? Yeah. I didn't know much about. America, the America system, but I still found it very interesting, and her her fight. It, so. uh, I I'm I'm all about Ruth. I'm a Ruth Power. Oh, She's... oh yeah, I love Ruth. I love Ruth. Um, one thing about that film, I just want to say, a little fun fact: the her relationship with her husband. Yeah. You know, it's just really sort of the husband's it, very supportive. It seems and... too. It doesn't seem real. That's I. Is that what you're gonna say? Yeah, so the executives go, no, we want some conflict. Can we have them fighting or something or some sort of gender, you know, let's throw in some gender stereotypes or, you know, prejudice there. And the creators were like, well, no, that's not what happened. He was a really supportive, you know, genuine husband and she was this trailblazing woman, so we're not changing <laughs> history. That's just what it is. <laughs> it's it's oh, crazy. I, I get that. what they're coming from because it, it's in the time like and army ham is amazing mm. he's just so charming and like i'm like mm. how is this real like this dynamic i'm like it doesn't fit with the time but it's so cool that that is 100 percent true it's like he was that's super yeah, supportive and she thing. was just a fucking hammer like that's really fast <laughs> crushing everything yeah mm-hmm. but yeah i watched that and today cool. just before this podcast i watched seven for the first time which was uh Oh my god! Dude, for the first <laughs> oh my time. god! I never watched it. Oh, we need to talk about. Oh that. my amazing. god! You've been sitting on that for a little while. <laughs> what oh. a good movie! What a good movie to watch, and and probably one of my favorite uh fucking performances from. Oh Jesus! Now I've gone blank. Norris help. Brad Pitt. Kevin Spacey. No. no. Morgan Freeman. Oh, thank Morgan. God. Oh. Oh, I was Jesus. like, it's going to be one of the core three. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely not Kevin. No, Kevin Spacey. It's not Gwyneth Paltrow's um, best. Uh, no. <laughs> no, she's done worse. <laughs> um, oh. Like, I was, oh, yeah, no. That fucking, what a good movie. Good gosh. And, like, oh, fuck. There's so much in that movie that's excellent. There's so much in that movie that still makes me go, oh, this is so disgusting. Oh, it's still completely really disgusting. Oh, yeah. I think David Fincher might be my favourite director ever. He, he he's Oh, so... he would be yours, wouldn't he? Oh. Yeah, he's so fascinating <laughs> to me. He does such a good job with so many of his movies. Um, like, I, I'm sorry, Mr. Alien. Like, <laughs> my, my bad. 
no, no, no. I think I think Finch is a great director. I just think yeah. if if you suddenly turned all Fincher on us, we'd be recording this podcast a thousand times, and then you'd pick like take four hundred and seventy three. That's the, that's the <laughs> shot. That's the one I uh, want. I didn't like that. All right, take it again. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Wrap it up. Hundred percent. Hey man, Kubrick tried it. Kubrick was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed Seven. I'm probably going to rewatch Zodiac soon as well, so that's that's another movie that's worth watching. That's also good. Mm-hmm. I like I like Zodiac. I like Zodiac a lot. Finch, Finch, I think Fincher like earns massive points for me because he's one of those people that uses um CG as a tool rather than a what's the word? A, a, it's not a, a spectacle. Crutch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He uses it to tell the story he wants to tell, not to like he he doesn't tell the story to get to the big CG scene. It's it's really cool. I like it. Have we all seen um, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo? No. Yeah. Oh, Morgan. <laughs> Morgan, Morgan, Morgan. Oh, it's good. Watch the it's original uh, Swedish one, not the David Fincher one. <laughs> really? The Swedish one's much better. Uh, much, really? Much better. Okay. I'll try and watch the Swedish one then. Okay, interesting. Just watch the Swedish one and imagine the title sequence from the David Fincher one and you've got the perfect film. <laughs> <laughs> It's like a Alex, you've got a lot of spare time. You should edit that together. Oh, nice, 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 nice. Oh, yeah. Uh, in between True Detective episodes, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> but, yeah, that's what we've all been watching. Um, hopefully that's another a little couple extra slices to get you through isolation until we're back. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, thank you for uh, indulging me in my movie this week, boys. No, thank you, Morgan. Oh, Morgan. Yeah, thank you. This was, as I said, exactly what I was after when we started this podcast. And, <laughs> and uh, very interesting to watch. Next week is Alex or Guest? Oh, yes, indeed. Is it Alex or Guest? I forget. Yes. No, it's me. It's, it's Alex. Me. <laughs> I'm excited for the follow-up to um, uh, Distinct Italian Classical Cinema. We, I'm I feel like there was a period where we were taking forever to watch movies, but now we're already back to Alex. I feel like I watched Cinema, Cinema Paradiso <laughs> so recently. Like... We're really churning Oh, we're churning them out. We're churning yeah. them out. This is good. This is good. It does sit in your mind like a heavyweight. Oh, come on. <laughs> Sorry, should we talk about Patterson some more, Alex? <laughs> oh, do I have a bucket somewhere? It's I can getting hostile here. We should. Uh, it's getting a bit hostile. We should wrap up this podcast and film a mate debate with this energy. <laughs> no, 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 no. See so, you guys. Uh, thank you for watching. Thank you for uh, watching, listening. listening. Thank you for listening. Um, go check out all the movies we talked about, especially once. And uh, yeah, see you later. Please. Thank you. This has been a Spiky Trap Radio production. For more Spiky Trap Radio content, please head to spikytrap.com.